Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's going to be a spicy Saturday night here on Wrestling Inc. Oh, as yeah. we are wrapping up the evening with our post-WWE Money in the Bank briefcase podcast is what this is going to turn into here. Justin Labar here coming to you from Pittsburgh, coming to you live from Puerto Rico. She is Issa, the NYC Demon Diva. And we love all of you that are in the chat waiting for us uh, and going to join us here tonight, whether wherever you're at, whether it's Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook, Periscope. And all around the globe. Looking forward to it. Issa, first off, just how are you? Pleasantries? I'm a little drunk. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> out the gate. Honestly, out the right gate. Right out the gate. I, I want to make sure. I, I, I have to put it out there before we start talking. That way everybody knows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so was, I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, we're not there's 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 no uh, blood alcohol uh, test on on this podcast. As long as you remember what happened and you're opinionated, which I don't think is gonna be a problem for you. Oh, I do. I I got drunk doing a watch along. So trust me, I watched the whole thing. I know exactly what happened. <laughs> very good, very good. Of course, you guys know the rules. Uh, if you want to make sure you get yourself onto the show, uh, do that super chat, send that money in. We already have uh, some that are coming in, so we will. Bring those up when time's appropriate. Uh, have fun in the chat. Be safe. Be nice. Let's just go ahead and jump into the show because this was a a solid three-hour show uh, for this yeah. premium live event. No more pay-per-view as the model goes. And we kick it off with one of the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. It is the women's Money in the Bank ladder match with Becky, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Alexa Bliss, Shotzi, and Lacey Evans. 
So this is kind of a cool mix, Oscar. Uh, you, know, you got Oscar, you know, who, of course, who's who's been a Money in the Bank winner. Um, right. You know, Alexa has been a Money in the Bank winner. Becky's been there, but then you got, you know, Shotzi and Liv and Raquel and Lacey. So a nice mix, just when you look at it on paper, of unpredictability and uh, credibility. Yeah, it, it, not only that, it just felt like you can make a story or or a or a reasoning or a debate for why each one of them deserves to win this. And I love that. Um, I personally, I was doing predictions. I personally thought WWE was going to go the safe route. I'm glad they didn't. But I thought it was going to be a Becky or Asuka win here. And I'm really glad that they didn't. And I should have gone based on history. If you look at the past Money in the Bank winners, they don't go the safe route here. They don't go with who you think is going to win. They they don't tend to do that. You know, you had Carmella, you had um, Bailey, you had Aleska Bliss, you had Nikki A.S.H. So I should have known better, um, but we'll get into the match. But overall, I feel like you can make a case for every single one of the women in this match, which is completely opposite to the men's, but we'll also get into that. <laughs> I thought, like, realistic, realistically, if I'm actually putting money down, everybody except for Raquel and Shasi, and that's no disrespect to either of them. I especially like Raquel, but I just felt like the booking coming into it, I'm like, eh, they're, they, they still feel too new from NXT. I don't feel like they're right. going to be cashing in, even if they had a failed cashing attempt in the next year. Uh, but right. yeah, everybody else, I thought so. And so let's just get yeah, into some highlights. I, I think you could have made a, I, I think you could have made a case for Raquel just because she had those really strong matches with Ronda, even though she didn't win them. I really did like to see her against Ronda, and she's just so dominant looking. Uh, Chotzi, I wish we would have seen a little bit more of her on TV before the match, just to build her up. But I agree with you. Well, Kevin Valentine uh, with $2 Super Chat, he says Shotzi and Raquel look like future stars tonight. I'll especially agree with Raquel. Uh, I mean, I love her yeah. entrance. I love her flexing the back muscles. And she had a few I wish good... she stopped smiling. <laughs> uh, uh, she had a few good spots. Shotzi looked a little... There was some time Shotzi looked a little off. Maybe, maybe, maybe the situation, a lot of moving parts, maybe a little intimidating. But I agree. I think both ladies, uh, if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. they got futures. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and, you know, Raquel's got one of the first big spots that I'm going to make note of uh, in the match. Uh, she's got a double suplex off the ladder on Becky uh, and Liv. Um, so, I mean, that 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 got the first, like, really big pop, I thought, of the yeah. match, showing off her strength. That was kind of the first little storyline within the match there. We saw Liv do a little sunset flip over top the ladder uh, and powerbomb Lacey off of that. Uh, we saw Becky off the tall ladder onto Asuka. Uh, she... Off the tall, tall out on the outside, dives and does like the same thing that Riddle does, where you dive and, and, and take the back bump on your opponent. She overshot Asuka. Right. That's what I thought, too. Okay. Oh my God. She overshot Asuka. And it looked, I think they were going for Becky to land flush on Asuka and have that ladder yeah. crack. This looked more painful not having that happen. Yes. It reminded me of the spot that she took with Charlotte Flair back at Evolution. She did a very similar spot, but she didn't overshoot with Charlotte Flair where tonight I really did feel like this it looked it looked horrible on Asuka's ribs and on Becky's behind because I, I, I saw that a lot of the bump went onto her like she landed on the on the ladder and on Asuka's ribs. And we didn't see a lot of Asuka after this. So I'm hoping Asuka is okay, but if you pay close attention to the match, there wasn't a lot of Asuka after this spot. No, good call. Really good call. And it's it's good to say those things too, Issa, because like you're trying to keep score at home and keep track of where everybody is. And right. it'd be very easy to to lose track of time that like, yeah, like we haven't seen her again. So uh yeah, hoping that everything is okay. Uh and then we're finally gonna go into the finishing uh, spot, which is uh looks like Becky's gonna get the win. And as we just discussed, you know, Becky, you can never count Becky out. Never. So it looks like mm-hmm. she might be getting the briefcase. 
and then Liv to just you could just feel the energy rise as she gets up that ladder and she removes Becky and she grabs that briefcase and Liv Morgan is your 2022 Women's Money in the Bank briefcase holder. That moment in and of itself felt yeah. exciting. That was my prediction, by the way. I gave it on Busted Open yesterday on SiriusXM. I said, Liv Morgan, it feels like the fans want her. And the pop they gave her justified my prediction. So I didn't roll my eyes at your prediction, which I actually listened, by the way. Thank but you. I feel like I had a hard time betting on Liv Morgan because of the way she was creatively booked. She never wins the big one. And they they proven that time and time again. So it's very hard for me to say, oh, Liv is winning this. Did I want her to as a fan, as, a, as somebody that feels she deserves it, earns it, whatever term you want to use? Yes, I did. But with, with such big shots as Asuka and Becky in this field, because I feel like the Money in the Bank ladder match was built around the field between Asuka and Becky, and they kind of put everybody else that was in there like to the to the background. So I'm sitting here looking at Asuka and Becky. So I personally am so glad that they went on that route. And I mean, it paid off even better later on, and we'll get into that. But just that moment on itself, like... Sometimes when people don't big win the big one, and I've been very vocal about Liv never getting it, but it does make those moments when they finally do get it feel like such a big deal and you get in your feels and you enjoy it and you feel so good for this performer because you know they work so hard to get there. It was it was one of those moments that everybody just comes together and agrees and, and everybody's happy online. This is the right choice. This is the right decision. And I personally love those kind of moments. Love that for Liv Morgan. It was, it was an epic moment. Yeah. And I mean, but, and, but you're not wrong about what you said. And that was part of what I said in my prediction on Busted Open, which yeah. is I feel like Liv's, Liv could win this briefcase and this would be a chance to really kind of shake some things up in the, in a women's division that look, you know, um, Charlotte's taking some time off and, and the drama with Naomi and Sasha, like, the, the, you know, and, and you never know quite how long Ronda's around. We'll get to that later. It's like, it's like I felt giving somebody new and uh, live uh, an opportunity. And then you, you also have to wonder, like, both from a booking standpoint, was this the plan beforehand before Sasha and Naomi had their drama? And also, is this an internal message of like, Okay, lives well liked. She's worked hard. You know, is it an internal thing of trying to set a good tone to the women's locker room um, after there's been some drama recently? So. I I personally feel like you had to do something with Liv. At some point, you can't keep her losing every single big match or spot that she's put in. I don't know if it was the plan ahead of time or not, but. Like, if you take a look at Liv's history, she is no rookie, and people still treat her like a rookie. Liv has been in pretty much every Elimination Chamber, every Royal Rumble, almost every Money in the Bank. You can't, she's had so many title shots. I almost feel like if, if Liv Morgan gets another big opportunity and she doesn't win, she's done. She's buried. I don't, I can't find a better term to use here, right? I wish. Because I don't, I don't want to just talk about the moment because it was such a feel-good moment. I wish the match was a little bit smoother. This match felt a little bit sloppy, and I'm just being honest here. There was a lot of weird spots. There was a lot of people didn't feel like they were on the same page when it comes to some of the spots in the match. Yeah, well, and again, we can talk about that. The same thing with the men's uh, once we get to that part of the main event. Yeah, Liv. I mean, what a story. I think I think if I had this correct, and um, maybe somebody will Wikipedia or correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with Liv. Uh, you know, she's from New Jersey. Um, I think she got she was in DeFranco's gym, and Joe DeFranco, for those who don't know, is yeah. Triple H's personal trainer. 
And I think DeFranco kind of like said, like, if you want to do this, you got to obviously WWE is the place to be. And and I think directed her to the Performance Center and obviously the rest is history. So a cool little, um, you know, cool little uh, you know coming of age here of, of, of how. Yeah. House is all played out. Um, yeah, Marvin B. Live winning is a great, uh, good, good to create a, a new big star. Yeah, we, we have a lot more live uh, uh, super chats we will get to as 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 yeah. we roll on here. So fear not for all of our Live Morgan fans. Liv does right, cut a agree. promo back. She does cut a promo backstage too, a celebration promo where they ask her like, you know, when are you gonna catch? And, and she and she says, oh, well, maybe WrestleMania sounds good, and and I'm just gonna kind of enjoy this. So just let that let that marinate for a little bit. This year. No, no, we don't. We we may, we don't play around with that. You know what I mean? We <laughs> we don't have time to waste. You don't know. To, you, tomorrow's not guaranteed. You gotta take advantage of things at the moment that you have them. So I appreciate that for the women's. Um, outside of Carmella, I think Carmella's the only one that actually held it for a long time. Everybody else has taken advantage of the opportunity. And I and I'm here for it. And when you say Carmella held it for a long time, I don't even think it was like that long. It was like a hundred and something days, I believe. I don't even. I, I thought it was much. I don't know. We it was. Get, uh, somebody I'm, Google I'm Googling. It. Yeah. Google. <laughs> somebody Google. But for the most part, yeah, the women get the money in the bank and they quickly call that audible and and, make, and put it into action. So. All right. Up next, we get the United States Champion Theory. Uh, this is the advertised match uh, for the night of Theory going up and defending the title against Bobby Lashley. Of course, they've had their problems in the last few weeks squirting baby oil on each other. Uh, this is a hot crowd. Um, yeah. This this crowd is solidly behind Bobby Lashley. I saw a lot of people who were there tweeting and talking about how loud the reaction was. So this was not a, a, a case of an enhanced sound via production to those watching home. This was crowd all on Bobby, crowd fully hating Theory. Theory doing some good, just great heel stuff. Obviously, he wants the count out, which that's logic because the count out gets in the win. He keeps his title. But then other things, like Bobby's like charging him. And Theory drops down on the mat and gets into the fetal position. I mean, just great chicken shit heel 101 stuff here. Um, and then finally, uh, you know, and, and I, I, you know, Lashley ends up countering the A-Town down finisher and, and counters into a hurt lock and gets Theory to tap. So this was yeah. not on my prediction board, Isa. Theory. It was on dropped... mine. What? All right, so he drops a U.S. title. Um, my thought in my mind is, oh, well, maybe he's going to have a match against Cena at SummerSlam, and you don't need to have a U.S. title involved in that. Uh, we'll just pause it here. But you, but you predicted, going into this, you honestly predicted that Lashley was taking this title. I did. I did. You can go back. It's on my channel. I did predictions. Right. You can, you can, you can. I, I Listen, I'm not going to come in here and cap you, okay? I said Lashley was winning. I think that the mid-card time, I feel the reason why people are so upset at this Roman Reigns holding the titles hostage or whatever people are calling it is because the mid-card titles don't matter. You have to put these titles on big, meaty man that can slap meat, okay? Yes. <laughs> it only took us 14 Lashley. minutes. It only took 14 minutes. <laughs> Lashley and Gunther could really, really turn things around and make the mid-card titles matter because if you can manage to do that, then maybe Roman Reigns' absence is not so felt on these shows, right? If you really want Roman Reigns to hold both of these belts for a long period of time, I feel like this is the direction to go. You had Lashley showcase at the last pay-per-view he held up a title it wasn't the u.s title but he held up a title obviously he was going after gold i think lashley has been doing some of the best work in his career in the last year i i like this i i like the match i didn't 
I didn't think it was going to end up where we ended up at the end of the night, but we'll get into that. As far as this match goes, I think this is the right call, and I think Lashley could bring some pristine back onto the U.S. title. Don't quote me on that. I said could. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily mean he will, but I'm ready for the mid-card titles to mean more in WWE. Well, I think we all want that to happen. Uh, Ryan Ramirez with a super chat. Y'all are my favorite podcast. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate the support. Um, yeah, I mean, this, uh, it, it's, yeah, too. If somebody's watching or listening to this podcast and they did not see Money in the Bank, we're doing so much teasing. Hang on for later because there's a lot of threads that are just <laughs> going through this tonight. Uh, as the show goes that's on. why i love money bank i i had i was doing a watch along on my channel and a lot of people were like they need to get rid of certain gimmick pay-per-views and i was like they can never get rid of money in the bank money in the bank creates such moments you can't get rid of that hell in a cell i will be okay tlc yes. i will be okay with them dropping that money in the bank i would rather them drop survivor series before yes. they drop money in the bank i i 110 agree with you Hell in a Cell does not. Hell in a Cell that match itself should be held just for the right time. You do not need to right. manufacture matches for a, a gimmick of you. TLC, the same thing. Yeah, and I've said this for a long time. And Survivor Series was the first pay per view I ever went to live. So like, I'm a November baby. Survivor Series has a soft part in my heart, but it is it is it is turned into what the landscape is today. It's turned into glorified bragging rights. You lost your pay per view virginity to Survivor Series. I did. I lost mine to SummerSlam. That's a good one. I did, and I did it in the year 1995. What a what a what a what a weird year to, to lose. Your... I was watching Capital Sports promotion in '95. I was watching Carlitos Colon beat up Abdullah the Butcher. I didn't know about WWF back then. Okay, <laughs> you, you were seeing a lot more blood than I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As I was seeing too much blood for my age at that time. <laughs> And I love how when I say that, it looked like you were sipping a Bloody Mary. I don't know what that was. but <laughs> um, This is some Pasoa, which is a passion a passion fruit liquor with orange juice and a pinch of cranberry. Pinch of cranberry. It's, it's my favorite. It's very close to a sex on the beach. So, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, keep the show rolling. Raw women's champ. By the way, there. so there's three. There were six matches on this card. Three of the matches were women's matches. I can't ever think of a... A pay-per-view slash premium live event where you, we can say, uh, aside 50, from 50. a 50-50, yeah, so pretty cool. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Pretty cool. Uh, Raw Women's Championship on the line, champion Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Now, of course, we know Carmella was not the original plan challenger. It was supposed to be Rhea. Rhea's uh, you know, medically not clear at the moment. Uh, but I thought, given that, even that's kind of like the dead giveaway of, okay, we're not seeing a title change here. Again, I thought both ladies, you know, much like it was, this was a lot like the Bobby Lashley theory match in the sense of Bianca clearly over as a face. No question about right. it. Carmella clearly getting heel heat. Somebody threw some ones from the crowd at Carmella as she made her entrance, which it's I thought was hilarious, thing. making it rain. <laughs> um, Bianca showing off her agility and power, you know, back flipping off of ropes and just, you know, muscling Carmella around. Um, but Bianca at one point, I think it was the, I want to say it was at the end. I want to say it was like at the end of a 10 count of punches. I think there was two or three, but it was the first one she delivered. Maybe it was the camera trick. I don't know, but she delivered what looked like a right hook. I mean, yep. Vegas has seen a lot of right hooks, but this would have made Tyson blush. And I was like, I like I audibly gasped in the room and I yep. had, you know, this, you know, which one I'm talking about. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was, it was one of those spots that you had to stop and go, is she okay? <laughs> is she alive? Did she kill her? <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Um, 
yeah, ultimately those, she's going to hit her with the, uh, the 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 KOD. So again, it was exactly what it needed to be. And then Carmella keeping some heat. She post match attacks Bianca, and again. It's you know that's, they play me they play me there yeah that's the beauty is like you have you put the women's money in the bank first and but then you still have two women's world title matches after that you leave open season for what could happen in, in creativity yeah I feel like Carmilla is the panic button of losers because I don't know that she gets enough credit for she's putting on really good matches with she's losing all of them. But she's keeping up with some of these women. We saw her do it with Sasha Banks a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember when she went against mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and put on one of the best Carmilla matches that I've seen. And ever since then, and I think this was her first match back as this weird version of her character, right? When she came back as sexy Carmilla, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know. After that, I feel like Carmilla puts on really good matches. She doesn't win them, but if you need somebody to fill in, She's she's the best of the job. She's the elite jobber, right? <laughs> it's the best way to put it. I feel like the predictability of this match really hurt it. Not just because it's Carmela. It's because SummerSlam is going to happen in Nashville. There's no way you don't go into SummerSlam without Bianca being your champion. So it's very hard to be invested. But they managed to put on a match that made me look at it, made me pay attention. And the post-match assault. I thought Liv was coming out. And I'm sitting here yelling, like, don't come out, Liv. Do not cash in on Big Bianca. Don't be stupid because you can't help but to think is this going to be a failed cash in. And I do that with everybody that wins the briefcase. I, I think 50-50, is this going to be a success? Is this going to be, except for Theory, is he's going to fail? But everybody else, I think both ways, right? So I'm thinking, Liv, please don't come out. Because Bianca did such a good job at selling that attack that I really thought Liv was coming out here. It was a nice surprise that she didn't. But it was it was a decent match for what it was. It was the most predictable thing on the card tonight, though. And I really want to see Rhea Ripley and Bianca. Maybe we'll get it at SummerSlam. I don't know. I've been begging for that match since they both got called up. It's time for it to happen. Yeah, the match was good for And I, I got to say, too, I mean, Corey Graves, I think his commentary helps. And, they, I mean, they, they totally... They used to never. They, uh, there was once upon a time WWE would never allow the real-life relationships to be acknowledged. But, you know, we see... Montez Ford and Bianca and Applebee's commercials. And of course we got, you know, Corey and, and doing the commentary on Carmella. And I mean, it was, it's, it, I, I think it adds again, it, especially again in a match that's pretty predictable. It, it adds, and it just complemented the soundtrack of the heat that, um, you know, that, that Carmella was getting from this Vegas crowd. So uh, all in all, really um, again, what I thought would be a down spot of the night. Not at all. I had no problem. No, problem no it was, this. it was entertaining. I thought they put it in the right spot. Um, you know, given the fact that a lot of people knew how this was going to end, but I, I, I feel people need to maybe give Carmela a little more respect than what she gets. I really do see her keeping up with the with the people that she gets put against. So, I, that post match attack, though, I thought it was gonna be live, and for a second I was like, is it gonna be Bailey? Like, I really wanted something to happen, but nothing came out of it. So now I'm wondering if the feud is going to continue. Maybe Rhea is not clear. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jumping some chats here. Uh, Dustin saying Money in the Bank as a pay-per-view is overrated. To be honest, it's better as a match on the WrestleMania card. I know, Dustin, again, I disagree. Back to what you said I was saying, like, and I like the fact that like where Money in the Bank is placed in the in the calendar. I don't I don't like it being within a month of SummerSlam, but I like I like placing it somewhere else on the calendar because, again, it allows you to shake things up uh, and allows you some creative audibles Um, doing it inside of Mania. Mania already sells itself. You don't need yeah. to give that attraction away. Yeah, I can see why 
maybe if you look at it from like a fan perspective, it's different. But in a business perspective, they just sold out Vegas on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Right. You don't need help selling out Mania. Mania sells itself without even having a match announced. So why would you put one a, ma- a match that could sell out a pay-per-view on its own, you know, inside of WrestleMania? Like I, I personally will keep it at at his, as his own pay-per-view and I feel it's delivered even during the pandemic that money in the bank at the corporate offices was probably one of my favorite empty arena no fans memories that I have so I, I like money in the bank I'm a fan yeah and look there was once there was a time when money in the bank started it made sense to bring this new concept and have it on the WrestleMania stage that was also a time when mania you know it started I believe mania 21 or 22 and that was when manias were still in arenas or they started moving to like right. you know i saw and i remember like i mean i was popping watching you know rick flair and a money in the bank coming off a ladder i mean i was at a hooters and station square in downtown pittsburgh going crazy and then i was in detroit at four field mania 23 when my guy mr kennedy won them. i mean <laughs> it, i mean it's a thrill so it's cool at mania but eventually mania has has evolved i mean that was that we're yeah. talking about, that was 2007 it's evolved to the point where Again, name value alone, it sells before you even know a match, uh, you know, two months later. So at that time, it's, that's it's, what they needed. It's insane that. what WWE has made out of WrestleMania. I call it WWE's marketing package. That's what WrestleMania is for WWE, for their investors. I bet you they put a nice video package together on WrestleMania, and that's what they send out for the investors. I don't want to get rid of pay-per-views that feel like they're for the fans. Tonight? I felt it was perfect. Only six matches, short pay-per-view. Every match have a big speculation. We had either title matches or we had uh, the ladder matches. Like, everything mattered tonight. I, I wouldn't get rid of this pay-per-view. I wouldn't. No. So, I mean, and it's like, when I looked and saw, I'm like, all right, they're on the West Coast. It's not starting till 8 Eastern. I was like, you and I aren't going to get on the air till midnight. Um I didn't. I didn't yeah, know because, how. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what they Because we just do AW pay per views. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, you know. But I was happy that uh, that this was this was timed out the way they were. Uh, yeah. Super chat coming in here uh, from Amit. He says, "Hi, Justin Issa. You guys are doing great. Thank you." He says, oh, "Out you. of syllabus question is Raj done with wrestling in? Because I heard that he sold it. Is it true?" Uh, Amit, I can't comment on on Raj and, and the business dealings. All I can tell you is Raj is still involved with wrestling Inc. He's still the guy yeah. that I'm texting. And making yep. sure uh, I, I know what, where I, I got to I be. can tell you. Yeah, I can tell you one thing. The person that says, hey, can you do the Money in the Bank podcast? It came from Raj. So <laughs> as far as I go, everything's still working the same. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I tell you this. I know, I know, this, I know the website had a great... Uh, uh, a great month so whatever's going on has, has been positive so i know that much yeah uh what else do we got in this chat anything that's time for right now uh, i think everything else we can hold and all right here's here's one for you uh kevin back at it bianca versus charlotte needs to main event wrestlemania or survivor series or SummerSlam, excuse me, Survivor Series. Survivor Summer Series what what's wrong oh, the, the, uh, the ss we were just talking about Survivor Series. it's the one time of the year just yeah right yeah right don't want <laughs> Bianca Belair versus Charlotte. I mean, yeah, I can see that happening if built the right way. I don't know that Charlotte's going to be back soon enough for it to be built for SummerSlam this year. But, you know, Bianca is young. She's on her peak. She's not going anywhere. I can see that happening at some point. Yeah, I I, I think it's inevitable. Just by the way, the, you know, you, you need so many big main events between, again, these. They're, they're doing more stadium shows. You have Saudi shows. I mean, I, I think it's inevitable we'll get that match at some point whenever those uh... – players and pieces line up i do think with SummerSlam, and you can you can agree or disagree with me justin but with SummerSlam being in nashville like bianca is gonna get a big spot a big match mm-hmm. a big 
opponent, like they gotta do something big with Bianca, mm -hmm. right? Being the champion in her hometown. Uh, it's not her hometown, but she's it's her home state. Yeah, I mean she so right. You see, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, you, you know this. WWE's weird about like this, sometimes they embrace it. They're the the, the the like I mean. <sighs> Yeah, Riddle, I know Riddle, you're, Riddle I know is, where you're going. Riddle's build from Vegas, and they're in Vegas tonight, and I don't know, like they, but they didn't really make. I don't know. Like sometimes the problem is that they have something with Bianca. They have that likable baby face that everybody loves. That it does no wrong in people's eyes. It, to me, it just feels like you should probably go in on her, go all in on her at SummerSlam just to create that moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think she's a tr I think she's one of the best baby faces they have in being a man woman. Is Bianca agreed? All right, so sticking with what happened on the premium live event, but this is kind of a little bit of a departure from the advertised card. We get the uh, video package showing Logan Paul, uh, and if you have been away from the news cycle, Logan Paul, who we already had expected to be involved in SummerSlam with the Miz, kind of continuing on from their WrestleMania um, stuff. Yeah, you figure, okay, it's a one, you know, we'll just want maybe one more one off. But no, Logan Paul has signed a multi-year deal with WWE. He's pictured in the headquarters with Stephanie and Triple H. And uh, I mean, this is, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like working Saturday night house shows in Poughkeepsie, New York, but I don't think that he's going to be a one match a year. I think he's probably going to have something similar to like a Brock. You know, I think we're going to see a few matches uh, or a Goldberg, a few matches a year, a few storylines a year. And uh, I mean, I don't know, like I, I know that some fans get like turned off on, on the outsiders coming in and taking a spot, but uh, the, the, the dude has 24 million followers on Instagram. To put it 23, subscri 23 million subscribers on YouTube. God knows how many listen to his podcast. Listen. I mean, and oh, by the way, it's not like this guy was like the snooky of WrestleMania performances. He he, he looked, was great. Yeah, he looked the part. He has a size. He looked the part. He played into the crowd. I mean, he looked like a natural. He felt like a natural. My only complaint I'll say about this is I don't know why we're even trying to attempt to have him be the baby face in the story and the babyface in the match because he's such a natural heel. So that's the only thing I'm going to say about this is I don't like that his first match under this new uh, known contract, he's going to be a baby face. I hope that they quickly get past that with the Miz and let this guy go back to healing it up because that's what he does best. I, I would love to see what kind of crowd reaction he gets after the whole SummerSlam thing because people sheared, I'm sorry, WrestleMania, people sheared the Miz when the Miz attacked him, you know? Um, I, I think as a business person, you know, I have a bachelor's in business management. I think this is one of the smartest decisions that WWE has made. I think bringing your outsiders like Logan Paul, like Bad Bunny, you're bringing a whole different audience that WWE desperately needs. You're bringing a younger audience, different demo, different different kind of people that are definitely not watching wrestling right now. In addition to that, to that, I'm a big geek as a YouTuber of YouTube history, and I think that Logan Paul has turned things around. I think he used to be controversial. I don't think he is anymore. And Number three, as a Puerto Rican, the man is building himself from Puerto Rico. He's been living here in the island. He likes to come out and announce himself as Puerto Rico, as he's from Puerto Rico. So I can't hate on that, you know. No. I like him. I think I I I even thought I, I mean I had a couple of drinks at that point, but I even thought he looked kind of cute at WrestleMania. You know, I need to go back and watch it sober. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for him. Him. Yo, I don't know what was going. Your beer goggles on Logan Paul, kind of. Uh... Uh, beer goggles, and I went with my gay best friend who was not helping because I was like, "Is he kind of cute?" And my friend Kyle was like, "Oh, he's very cute." And I'm like, "You're not gonna help me. <laughs> You're not gonna help my case right now." But 
I think it's a great uh, business idea. And like you said, for the big pay-per-views, I'm not going to be mad to see him. And he is going to bring more eyes to the product, whether people want to admit it or not. Wrestling needs to get out of this bubble where it's just us watching it. We need more people to come over. There's no such thing as casual viewers anymore. Look at the numbers. They're always the same. We need to get those numbers higher up, and that's how you do it. Truth. I'm not even trying to add to that. Truth right there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we also get a... <laughs> so, yeah. are you... Wait, are you agreeing to the fact that he looked cute at WrestleMania? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I said, he looked like a star. That's what I'm just saying. He looked like a star. Thank you. The presentation is everything, Justin Labar. It is. That. I, look, if, if people have... Look, I mean, it's, it's all great if you can... Uh, it's all great if you can do some crazy moves and this and that. And, and, and he was athletic, but it's like... Yeah. I'd rather a guy be charismatic as all hell, have have an awesome visual presence, entrance, everything. Okay, and maybe he's middle of the pack in the ring. I, that that guy is going to talk more people in the building and, and have more opportunity to make money. Because you a, can't you can't learn to wrestle. You can with the right training, but that that it, you know, quoting Jericho, not everybody has the it. He has it. Yep. Yep. That's it. Uh, we also get a package, a video vignette that's done earlier in the day. They say it's early in the day of Alexa Bliss, who we know has not now has not won the Money in the Bank briefcase. He goes into her dressing room, and there's Lily. And Lily bought all kinds of WWE shop stuff and, and bought roller skates that were too small for Alexa. And Lily did it all with her new WWE Credit One Visa card. And MGM Grand is just booing. <laughs> Their asses off. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope that WWE doesn't have like anybody from Credit One Visa uh sitting <laughs> sitting ringside in the comp section <laughs> here in this 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 spot just go that bad. I don't know. Okay, so I know you're pretty sure you're familiar with sometimes you go to the arena and you can't hear the sound like we hear it at home. Mm -hmm. Barclay Center has a big issue with that. I remember going to the last Survivor Series and we could not hear any of these egg segments. Remember the egg? We couldn't hear anything in the arena. So I personally think that maybe, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, maybe people were booing the fact that it looked like maybe Alexa's going to go back to being crazy and being like the doll person. Now, if they could hear it, come on, people—they gotta make money. People gotta—you gotta do the product placement. You gotta—you gotta push the, some things over. You gotta understand that, you know. Based on <laughs> when those boos came in, I'm gonna say that it was a reaction. Uh, they could hear it <laughs> loud and clear. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The MGM Arena is—is is like Jurassic Park era. So I don't know how good their sound system is. Okay. <laughs> I, it is an old arena. You're right, MJ. But I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg to differ with you on that one. I, I think that uh, they, they, agree. they, they agree. were booing. <laughs> they were I, booing. I Lily. Can't, can't, can't blame them either. Honestly, it was stupid. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, I, I, like, you gotta, you're, you're, you're hawking, you're, you're shilling a credit card here, like. It's money in the bank. It's cashing in. You couldn't find some better tie-in for your credit card than to have a damn doll buying stuff off of your shop? No, because Alexa Bliss is a top merch seller for them. And a lot of people don't realize that. But Alexa Bliss has been on top for a long time. So if you're going to do an ad, why not put one of your top selling people? Who like? Look at last year's numbers. Who was it? Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, and Alexa Bliss. Well, guess what? One is not there. 
oh wait, two are not there. Who do you have left? Alexa Bliss. So just get it over with, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, there's there's like so many weeks in a row on Raw where Alexa Bliss would walk out there with Lily and she wouldn't even say Lily's name. She just walk out with her and then she'd like discard her. And I was like, they must have a warehouse full of Lily dolls and they just are going to keep moving this damn thing. I don't remember. I think it was at the Royal Rumble. I can't remember which pay-per-view I attended, but those dolls were selling. (laughs) And I was like, why are people buying? The dolls aren't even cute. It's an ugly doll. (laughs) Yeah, who's buying? I, I used to make fun of but I, I used to make fun of the um the, the, the I not make fun of I mean I'm a dad myself but the, the, the parents that would buy the kids the three hundred dollar yeah. spinner belts but I at least yes. understood what a kid found appealing who's who's like yeah I want to cuddle up and have a lily plushie to go to sleep nobody I think it would even scare my dog and my dog is fearless nobody now. Oh, it was SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam last year where the Lily dolls were everywhere. And I remember they had a, the toy box that you could like, whatever the, those things are called that you will the pop up. The and then Lily. Yes. Yeah. That I thought was cute. I was like, why is that not selling more than the doll? The doll was selling. I'm telling you, it's crazy. So technically speaking, number wise and merch sales speaking, Alexa Bliss really is one of their top sellers. So to me, it makes sense why they will have her in this spot. Back when uh, Alexa was still doing her playground and she was still like the fiend part two and like they had like Lily like winking and stuff like that. My daughter walked into the room to say goodnight to me and she's, you know, she was probably, probably six at the time. And uh, oh, my God, your daughter is huge sc- now. She's tall. Yeah, for her. She looked at the screen, though, and she was like she and, like to this day. She still remembers that. But, but like not in a good like she remembers it, but it's not like she's like asking me to like bring up Alexa Bliss YouTube clip. She's like. She'll be coming down the steps like, "Our daddy watched wrestling." I'll be like, "Yeah." She goes, "Is the scary doll on TV?" I'm like, "No, the scary doll's not." On TV. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's the last. That's the last impression there. Again, I I personally feel. Look at who does the WWE shop spots. It's always people that are top five merch sellers. It all makes sense. I like. I mean, again, I like uh, Montez and Dawkins and Bianca doing the Applebee's spot. That was cool. Like they they one. have a DoorDash commercial too with like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I think Bianca. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. You know, they gotta do what they gotta do. I mean, I'm not gonna hate on it, but I I I did laugh when I heard the crowd boo it. I I, I laughed a little. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, speaking of the Street Profits, <clears throat> they're going up against the undisputed tag team champions and the Usos. And hang on, buckle in for this one. This match is just, of the night. This well, okay. So right there. So Issa says match of the night. And my thought was when this match was over is you're on a you're on a on a card that is built around two crazy gimmick ladder matches. Ladder and you, matches. And you and you might have just you might have just stole the show. They did. They did. How, Not might have. They did, Justin. They really did. That's that's impressive. So this this is just all energy, all hype here. Uh, again, I'll try to give a couple just real big highlights to give to give it give it their flowers. Um, you know, I mean, commentary is putting over how both Dawkins and Ford b- b- both ha- both are looking good. You know, Ford's rip, but Dawkins is showing off uh, athleticism, looking good. They also do in commentary tease a little bit of like backstage chatter, maybe like a little tension. So keep your eye to that. Um, right. We get a double blockbuster from the Street Profits. Uh, that was a huge false finish. Followed up by uh, a double Uso super kick. That was another big false finish. Montez flies over the ring post, taking out both Usos. Huge moment there. Then he does his huge frog splash. That's the biggest false. That's the one where everybody thought this is the end. Yeah. 
and it, and it wasn't, of course. Uh, and finally, the uh, the ending does come um, when the Usos hit a 1D for the win. So the Usos de- uh, de- uh, retain the title, titles, excuse me. But then the drama after the match is Montez Ford is screaming how his shoulder was up. Right shoulder was up, and they go to the replay, and they're highlighted, and, and, they, and they look legit pissed. And so I'm going to assume that it was worked in that, that's, that this was how it was planned. And what a brilliant kind of finish because hard fall contested match didn't think the Usos were really going to drop the titles but right. yet you're tr- but yet the street profits either as a team or as individuals you know are on the rise so what a technical way to protect them exactly exactly this match was insanity started a little slow i think ethan cruz in the chat said it best the usos can face the same team a million times and they will still manage to steal the show they do it with the new day i've been sitting here for years saying don't run the new the new day and the usos one more time then they do it and i fall for the match immediately they there were so many false finishes. There was a couple of times that I really did think the Street Profits were leaving with the titles tonight, which I didn't expect to happen. And even when the Usos winning, I still loved the match. There was two ladder matches. You said it. Two ladder matches on this show tonight. And I personally think this is the match that I enjoyed the most. Tonight, I think it's a close call with the men's ladder match, but they, I definitely think they, they they did the best tonight. The Usos are on a different level. And I feel like these two teams have so much in common, but yet they are so different. They're fun to watch together from promos, from when they're cutting mm-hmm. promos on each other to seeing them work each other in the ring. It's a treat. Like, grab a snack and sit down because the Usos are facing the, the Street Profits. You're going to get a good match. And the protect, like the way they protected it at the end, if the, if the feud's going to continue, I'm not mad. This is one of those matches, um, if you're looking for a match to, like, invite somebody new into the room. somebody right. you know, if, you're try, if you're trying to turn a friend on to, like, today's pro wrestling and, and, and the character's feeling modern and relatable and not, not hokey or not out of touch and, and the athleticism, this is a match you show them because all four guys are cool. Yeah, They're all athletic, but it's still pro wrestling at its core in terms of a story and they're so real when they cut their promos they feel very very yeah. real it doesn't feel like a gimmick and i don't know this is me speculating but there is so much brag and, and as they should because i think aw has some incredible tacting division over there that i feel like some of these teams come out there with a ship on their shoulders that they gotta prove to the world that wwe's tacting division can put on matches just as good and you can see when they're out there to try to prove that because you just had two back-to-back pay-per-views from AEW with some incredible tag matches in it Mm -hmm. and i i feel like wwe every once in a while gets some teams that go we're gonna go out there and show them that we can do it here just as good if not better and i I just love to see it that's why competition is a good thing both for AEW and wwe because you get people with that determination of trying to show off and it worked tonight absolutely Absolutely. Marvin B. in the uh, Super Chat. Street Profits versus Usos was match of the year. OMG, it was fire. It was lit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's going to be there for uh, for that consideration. Uh, Kevin, back into it. How long before Ford becomes a single star? He's definitely got that look, man. He, he, he's, put on, he's put on more muscle, as they were talking about, and, and he has that look. But I'll tell you this. I've been real vocal about Montez Ford absolutely being the guy who's going to break out from this and oh I hope that poor Dawkins doesn't get Marty Jannettied. However, tonight Dawkins I thought really st- stepped up and he owned yeah. his his little sequences and I was like, man, maybe both of these guys explode on the single scene. 
I personally think all four of them could go on to be single stars. Jay Uso proved to be the person. I never thought Jay Uso could be a single star. And when he was having that feud with Roman Reigns, I, I, Jay Uso made the head of the table. Those, those, that was one of Roman's first feuds as this new character, and, and it worked. I, I actually wanted to see Roman have a feud with Jimmy before Jimmy, they all kind of came together and we didn't really get to see it. I think all four of them in their own right could be single stars and be successful at it. We saw it a little bit with the Bellas, but it it's hard to have twins active and be separate single stars. Like like it right. worked it worked for Jay because was it Jay or Jimmy? It was Jay. Jay had the Hell in a Cell match, and you know the, he had a couple of matches with Roman. And, and Jimmy was on the shelf at the time, right? So like, he was injured, so he's he, he was the only one of the twins on the shows it's tough like one of them would have to drastically change their appearance and gimmick i think but they kind of they okay so when jimmy came back i don't know if you remember what that's when he was sporting the shirt pardon my french but nobody's bitch because he felt like jay uso was becoming mm. roman reigns's bitch and they never really did single match or anything further with jimmy and roman and they could have they could have before like they could have even put that as a speculation that if roman beats jimmy jimmy has to join them and be on their side but remember jimmy i think it was jay got sick of being in the middle of the two of them and walked away and that's what made them come together without roman really having a feud with jimmy i thought they could have gone in that direction and it might have worked but um I, my, the whole point here is that i feel like all four of these men could go on to become single stars and be good look at solo sequoia he's doing it in nxt right now and he looks great yeah I keep waiting for him to jump up and he's going to join them. He's going to join them. He has to. And, and if you want to keep it going, get get this stuff figured out with Naomi. Have her join. She's part of the bloodline. She's part of the family. You know, I don't know. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Up next, again, another part that was not on the advertised show, but it has certainly got the interwebs talking. Uh, we get a, a vignette, a very creepy dark gothic vignette. I got played. I got played. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, I mean, it, it uh, <laughs> We all did for about a minute. It's like, it's got that feel of like a Bray. You know, I mean, we're seeing crosses, we're seeing candles, but then you're seeing like Olympic gold medal. There's a license plate that says Latino heat. There's uh, some Jeff Hardy, Hardy boys stuff. And it, it felt like a Bray bottom line. And then it feels like a Bray. And then the gold medal threw some people off. I saw some people saying, oh, it's Gable Stevenson. I'm like, well, Gable Stevenson's not going to have this kind of dark feel. No, he doesn't need that. <laughs> No, you know, it's like that, you know, and then, you know, and I know you saw it. <clears throat> Wrestle votes pops up and kind of like kills everybody's hopes. He's like, uh, don't get too excited for uh, this, this vignette in terms of what it actually means. And then I got to give a shout out to my guy, Josh Eisenberg, my old buddy. Uh, Josh, uh, it, 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 it said to me, he goes, my guess is Edge. Here's why. Gold medal, Kurt Angle feud, cross, Undertaker, glasses with tape in the middle, Dudley boys, armbands, Jeff Hardy and the Hardy boys, candles, the brood. And then I said, oh, yeah. Latino Heat, 2002 feud with Eddie Guerrero. So it would seem like this is some kind of a whatever repackaging of Edge who's going to reappear maybe in time for SummerSlam. Whatever. <laughs> I, wanted, it. I, I, I wanted it to be Bray, Justin Lavar. I wanted it I to did be too. Bray. And then I went back and kind of like watched it because they posted it right away and I was like, it's not Bray. But the lights, there was a part with the lights and it reminded me of Bray with the lantern. Like I can mm. see why some of us thought it was Bray. Um, a rebuilding of Edge. I think Edge needs a big match at SummerSlam. I feel bad for Judgment Day here because I don't know that Edge is going to get a match against any member of Judgment Day. I feel like to sell out SummerSlam, you're going to put Edge in a big-time feud. I have been 
I have been predicting that it's going to be John Cena. If John Cena is available for SummerSlam, I think John Cena versus Edge in a nostalgia kind of match and the way that they put together this video package, I can see it happening. So you're saying because Edge is in this video showing all the other people he's conquered that he's going to, that, that Cena is going to yeah, be Yeah, it's going to be Cena. I mean, maybe the, be- I mean, that would probably be the bigger sell. I think the bigger yeah. achievement for the, for the, for the booking to progress because obviously after the day after John, the day after SummerSlam, John Cena goes back to Hollywood. The, exactly. bigger deal, the bigger deal would be Cena and Edge team and go up against a priest and Finn Balor. Ah, uh, that would be good too. Uh, D Hub twenty three thirty two says, "Was that Bray Wyatt's promo package?" Didn't uh, don't know I if anybody's seen it. I wish I fell for it for a second. Honestly, I saw the candles and the lights and I started screaming and I thought it was Bray and then it took one minute for the internet to kill my moment. <laughs> Lady Wood was gone automatically. <laughs> it was a cold shower tossed right on you. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, but I, I do agree. Like, like, but okay. So let's just say, if it's not Cena for Edge, because I agree, you, you need to sell the stadium and 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 mm-hmm. Nashville, and you need more. I mean, no offense to your to your two loves, you need more than Brock and Roman. You got Brock and Roman, you got Pat McAfee wrestling, you got Logan Paul. You still need something more to sell this stadium. I, I think you need Cena. But if it's not I that, got then it. What, I got it. I got it, Lavari. Bad what? Bunny. Bad Bunny. They need Bad Bunny. Edge versus Bad Bunny? Is that where we're going here? Yeah, and how Bad Bunny win? Okay, all right. <laughs> we're going to bunny hop off of this topic. <laughs> and uh, get back to our scheduled program. <laughs> I, I can't knock on Bad Bunny. The, the same argument I just made for Logan Paul a minute ago is the same for Bad Bunny. Hey, Bad Bunny is my favorite. Okay, I, I, we, we don't, we don't, we can't talk. We can't talk negative about Bad no, Bunny I, here. I'll I mean, kill Bunny you. Does, I'll Bunny show does, up on your door and kill you, literally. I, so. I, I, I believe you would. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> Bunny, Bunny didn't have the size, but he, oh, he, he overcompensated for it with the crazy athleticism um, that he did, and his confidence overall. Yeah, of course, it should have that confidence. Number one in the world for the last seven weeks. How many Instagram followers does he have? I don't know. I don't know, but he was on Instagram today. So he did an Instagram live. Every time Bad Bunny releases an album, he does an Instagram live in which he just listens to the songs, literally sings them with people that he's hanging out with. He was drunk. I loved it. He was in a yacht outside of Puerto Rico. We have like a storm here. He's like, I might die in the middle of this life. It was, it was a vibe. And I almost didn't watch Money in the Bank just to watch the, the live Instagram. All right. Well, he had a couple of million people watching him, so he must have a bunch of followers. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I can tell you. I can tell you one thing. I've been following Bad Bunny since before he had forty-one point one million followers, and he's following no one. What an energy! What? Yeah. What a what a what a what a flex! Don't follow anybody. He follows no one. He has forty-one million followers, same as me, obviously. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can follow me at Justin Labar with my uh, twenty-one hundred followers. Uh, Oh, I, I, I think I'm about to hit twenty thousand on Instagram. NYC Demon Diva. I'm not as much of an Instagrammer, and like I'm, I mean, like what? Like, you I mean, barely like, ever pose. I know. I, when I see you pop up, I'm like, oh, it must be something. Something big must have happened. <laughs> Let me look. I I posted on June nineteenth the awesome uh, dinner that I made uh, on the grill: <laughs> so steak, steak, shrimp, and asparagus. Uh, <laughs> what a suburban dad post that is. Uh, uh, prior prior to that, on June eighteenth. 
uh i i there's well there's a there's a there's the video of me getting gored by rhino so there's that i saw that i saw that one there's ward on may 30th there's wardlow putting me over like a boss uh helping him out in his career that's a pretty i mean mine are just spaced out but when i when i've released something it's pretty fun i think i don't know that's obviously the same kind of content that I post on mine, Justin Labar. <laughs> You're a lot different to look at than I am. Uh, oh, here's some more dad posts. I, I posted my crab cakes that I made for for for, for my wife. <laughs> well, um, before this album came out, Bad Bunny literally wiped out his whole Instagram. Every picture, every post he ever made, he just wiped it out and started over. That that takes some balls, I gotta tell you. Why would he do that? Uh, he. Because he does whatever he wants. It's literally one of the name of his albums. I do whatever I want. Well, why would you wipe your Instagram? That seems weird. He's, I don't know. He gets high and does crazy shit. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Edge versus Bad Bunny. Have Bad Bunny go over. That's what the world needs right now. The world needs you to go follow my Instagram and go go hit like on all the posts I just talked about. Leave me a comment. I'll, I'll share some love for it. Or tell me where you're at and listen to the podcast. Tweet at us, Instagram, whatever. Uh, go to my, my, I'm much more active on my Twitter. I got like 32,000 on Twitter. Much more active there. Go do that. I love my Twitter. So I'm trying to rebuild my Twitter. You're rebuilding the brand, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got suspended because of a DMX sound. Can you believe that? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was a DMX video that I posted. Like, not a DMX video, but he has his music, and I have copyright striked. And they suspended. They, they you lost the they account. They completely. For that? They lost. The, I lost the account. Twitter said that I had gotten six, um, six claims, and I was like, no, I never got any emails. And I asked them to send them. I'm still waiting for them to send me the evidence that I had gotten six strikes because I never did. But yeah, that's how I lost my original account. Oh, that sucks. I know. Yeah, let's move on let's move on let's move on all right uh so we get the uh last we get the last of the um three women's matches on the night uh this is the smackdown women's championship ronda rousey defending against natalia and i'll tell you what you know these two have history there was a nice little story a lot of counters but the f- crowd was so flat and i didn't know if they were just worn out from the tag match i just saw or yeah. what but they were just like um kind of flat they started to make noise when Rhonda puts Natty in the sharpshooter. Yes. That got some noise. Natty starts working Rousey's knee, the knee she's had like a bunch of surgeries on. But then it just it's a whole lot of counters. Again, it's good. Um arm bar by Rousey. She gets the win. And then the place explodes when the moment everybody wants to talk about is Liv's music hits. She comes running out. Rhonda even sells it. Rhonda sells it with a with an oh shit uh, that she mouths at the camera. Yeah. So she even sells like Liv being a threat. Um which I thought was cool. And then I liked the little sequence here. She gets Liv into the ankle lock, and it looks like, and, the, and you could feel the crowd panic. Like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a failed cushion. It was right. so beautifully executed. Yeah, it, 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 it's, you could feel. And then all of a sudden, Liv just kicks her into that bad knee, and it's schoolboys are one, two, three. That was that. And the crowd went banana, as Pat Patterson would say. Um, Again, we have a ton. I'll let you do your last thought on live. We have a ton of super chats of people that want to uh, jump in on the live stuff. Uh, but this, I mean, what a what a moment for live. And then and then Michael Cole topping on Michael Cole, given you know as the moments going on, giving like her bio and noting the family she has there in attendance, really kind of made that moment feel that much more special. Yeah, I I got in my feels a little bit. I didn't realize how badly I wanted this for Liv Morgan until I got to see it play out live. And I gotta tell you, getting a pin on Ronda Rousey 
to win your first title. I know a lot of people are already speculating. Is she going to be transitional? This and that. Who cares? She pinned Ronda Rousey and got the approval from Ronda Rousey afterwards. Listen, I'm a big fan of Ronda Rousey. I think that's a big deal. Um, going back to the match, the match was good. I thought the match was really good. I thought the crowd didn't react to what we were seeing. And I thought Ronda was selling that leg beautifully. At one point, she tried to pick up... Um, Natty over her shoulders and she couldn't so at this point I'm still wondering if Ronda's okay or not because I yeah. didn't think Ronda was 100% here or she's become a really good seller I can't figure it out quite yet but yeah Ronda was selling that leg so when Liv came out what a perfect opportunity the briefcase is about being we were talking about Edge but it is about being the perfect opportunist and Liv did that? Why wait? You have Ronda Rousey. You, you. That is such a flex to get your first title win on her. Not a lot of people can say I pinned Ronda Rousey in WWE or anywhere. Basically, she lost two matches in UFC. Like, come on. Like that is a big deal for Liv Morgan. I'm so happy. I got in my feels. I got in my emotions watching it live. A beautiful moment. I don't know if you want to use the word earn, deserve, whatever it is that you want to use, if, if somebody deserved a title, what's Liv Morgan? And I'm glad that she cashed in tonight and took advantage of it. Yeah, to your point, Kevin's saying, Liv and Becky, they pinned Ronda. Thank you. Uh, is there, did, That's did, it. Did Charlotte technically ever, speaking, Becky Becky had, the shoulder was up. Did Charlotte ever pin Ronda? Yeah, did, didn't Charlotte win their match at WrestleMania? That was, I, I had to, um I had to go refill my drinks for that match. I'm sorry. All right. Well, the point, but yeah, <laughs> the point being, it's a short list of who has, yeah, you know, and yeah, Rhonda did kind of put her over towards the end there, and 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 you know, uh, here's another one, good one here. I missed this part. Stella Justin Lopez saying the audacity of Rhonda to do the HBK pose when he it was had, so when she had good. Natty, a sharpshooter, <laughs> and it's Brett's birthday. It is it Bret was Hart's good. Birthday. It's not an audacity. It was a, it was perfectly done, especially if you're a wrestling fan and you know it's Brett's birthday. It was all over WWE social media today. I pop for it. Uh, Marvin, live as women's champions needs to be treated like a big deal, not like the Nikki ASH reign. Uh, for that, she needs a big win, but against two Bailey question mark. Yeah, a lot of rumors of Bailey should be coming back soon. Right, the big win needs to be against a healthy Ronda Rousey. Otherwise, people are gonna be like, she won this because health, you know, she been an injured Ronda Rousey. I think, I think if they run it back with a regular match between the two of them, that would be a big deal. If Ronda's not okay, because like I said, I still don't know if Ronda was selling or did she really get injured here? Is she gonna take some time off? I'm not sure. I think Bailey will be great. Uh, Ryan, I think it was actually the first shot that came at the very, very start of the stream. Uh, said, man, that yeah. love cash in was epic. Love the show, guys. Thank you, Ryan. So good. Um, still, Justin Lopez fans were so behind Liv to win Money in the Bank last year, and she didn't win. Here we are a year later, and they finally decided to run with her. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said earlier, like there was there's something very bad about them never pulling the trigger and never winning the big one. But a lot of times when it goes for so long and it finally happens, it really creates a moment. WWE is all about their moments. And mm -hmm. this was definitely a moment that we'll be talking about for a long time. Uh, Alex Diaz, 1990. Do you see Liv versus Ronda, Charlotte, or Bailey at SummerSlam? I don't think... Um, I, I, I would think probably like a returning Bailey. I, I don't... Uh, if they were going to do Liv versus Ronda, then Ronda would have like knocked her out or Ronda would have done something to keep some animosity. So I think the fact that they kind of shook hands and just Ronda walked off, that doesn't tell me that Ronda is going to fight Liv at, at SummerSlam. I, but I think Charlotte or Bailey, depending on the status of either, that could be the next challenger to step up. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious how they go about it because of the 
a gesture of Ronda after the match. But Ronda is a baby face as we speak. I like her. I prefer her as a healer, more of a twinner. I don't like baby face Ronda. I think that's the one thing that's not clicking for me on this run. Um, it could be a multi-women match too. That way, you if you want to not pin someone, you can protect them that way. So I don't know that we're going to see a one-on-one match. If, if Ronda is involved, it could definitely be a multi-women match. So that way you don't pin Ronda and still get it, keep everybody protected. Or, or it could be just live Charlotte Bailey. I mean, the more names you can put out there, again, the more on the marquee, more for ticket sales. Do you think Ronda's really injured? Do you think she was just doing a hell of a job selling? I think she's just doing a hell of a job selling. But I agree. It with was you. so she, good, right? It, it was very good. Yeah, when she got yeah. when she got flung to the outside, I mean, it, it, it the way it played out, it felt like yeah, that's something it's, real. It's happened. Just so, she's somebody that finished that WrestleMania match with a broken. What was it? Her hand, like her pinky, was broken, and yeah. she went on with that match. So I don't know when she's selling and when she's really injured at this point anymore. That's and that's great. That's one of the best compliments you can give. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Barry, sorry we missed this earlier when we talked about. They said that vignette was Edge, right? Yeah, Brian. Obviously, we talked about. Sorry, I, I missed you at the. Boo tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even been gone that long. I don't need all of that for him to come back. He he was on TV two weeks ago. Come on. <laughs> uh, Kevin says Bailey versus Bianca. History and live in a multi woman. Options. I, I... I don't want to see Bailey versus Bianca as as Bailey's first field back. I know Bailey's been gone a while, but I don't forget Bailey and Bianca face each other a good ten times before Bailey got injured. I don't need to see her anymore. I'd rather see Bailey go to SmackDown. And look, there's also nobody. I mean, look, I know Raj tweeted, and I, I believe when Raj tweeted it that he was tweeting information that he, that he was given to right. Backer, but who knows what's changed since. But Raja tweeted, whatever it was, a week or two ago, that, that Sasha had been officially released. Now, that, there's nothing that says that then they can't go, let's try to get her back and just re-sign new paperwork. So it's like you don't know what the situation Like Sasha could pop up on Monday. Her music could hit, and everybody could go, oh, shit. And Sasha could get in the lips. Or Naomi. Everybody's talking about Sasha. Nobody's talking about what's going on with Naomi. Is she staying? Is she going? I mean, the rumors say that Naomi was going to get a a spot as number one contender before they walked out. So she could just pick up where she left off. All possible. All possible. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the main event. That is the men's money in the bank ladder match. I don't know why I'm dancing. I just remembered the finish. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, we got Riddle, Seth Rollins, Omas, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and then Adam Pierce comes out and says, "Surprise! We are going to, uh, you know, we're going to raise it up. We're going to see your seven and add an eighth member." And the surprise is Theory. Again, huge heat from the crowd. Commentary, you know, and, and the other competitors' faces selling the story of they all had to work their ass off to. To qualify, theory just gets it handed. Commentaries, of course, speculated this is probably a Mr. McMahon decision. Issa, Vince has made this habit in the last few weeks, especially ever since this weird news came out with that he's like he's made this weird habit of showing up on TV yeah. just to say one sentence things. I, I don't know why he didn't just come out and introduce because theory. it wasn't his choice. It was Adam Pierce's choice because he's not good at his job and he's already up for a review, isn't he? Based on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> So I'm yeah. just saying, Adam Pierce is one of the least believable authority figures. I'm sorry, but he is. And this was not the right call. Maybe it was a Vince McMahon choice, but I feel like if he was, Vince would have announced it himself. Just based on what we've seen. 
All right. Well, we'll great heat. Great heat, though. Like you said, the crowd reaction was great. <laughs> I was booing. I'm, I'm doing a watch along and I'm screaming at my freaking camera. So, I, listen, it, it got the reaction they wanted. Well, it did, especially in the finish. But before we get to the finish, let's give some love oh. to uh, all the hardworking spots. Uh, they start off with the seven foot three Nigerian giant cleaning house, and he's the one I'm watching. Him and Moss, I'm watching because they're they're the two young guys. You know, Moss, you know, Moss just got thrown into it last minute, and no Moss, I'm watching. Like, okay, again, a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, how is he going to do in their spots? Uh, he clears house. We see Drew and Sheamus. They use Theory's chest as a punching bag. Just doing the 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 the, the shots to his chest. Um, eventually, all the talent come together and they bury Omas under some ladders for a little bit to keep him uh, at bay. We get a floating bro from Riddle from the top of the ladder. I thought I was like, I'm watching this ladder shake. I got yeah. panicked. Uh, we see six men all hoist Omas up and launch him through the commentary table. That got a holy shit reaction. Butch comes out and does a run-in to stop McIntyre from grabbing the briefcase as McIntyre had the ladder pinned over top Sheamus. Um, biggest moment here, probably Riddle hits a super RKO on Rollins oh, from the so top good. of the ladder. Looked ew, uh, looked incredible. And then Riddle scales back up. People thought this is it. And then Theory scales up the other side. Theory knocks him off. And you could hear it. I'm sure this is probably what you did on your live stream. As soon as Riddle not got knocked off that ladder, everybody just went nuts because they knew that means Theory's about to win this. And seconds later, he does. Um, overall, again, this match was a little clunky at times. It, it definitely felt like guys at times were up there for too long near that briefcase, and they tried to stall as best they yeah. could. So people were behind on their spots. There's a lot of speculation today about how how organized was this show in terms of when people heard the finishes, how much time these guys had to to put the matches together. So I don't know. It, it felt clunky at times, but I don't want to discount still the, the physicality that all these guys did and put their put their asses out there uh, to entertain. Uh, but Theory, not even advertised, he now holds money to the bank. And at least you go, well, I guess this is why he drops the U.S. title. No, because it's going to fail. It's going to be a failed cash-in. Failed cash-in, calling it right now clip it whatever uh okay let's talk about the match i i i thought the match was chaotic right i like these spots of trying to put omas down i liked omas and i never been a fan of omas i like omas tonight i think that a lot of the matches that are more hardcore doesn't require a lot of wrestling no offense mm-hmm. like these kind of guys tend to look better but i really thought that omas really looked great tonight um i i really like uh Seamus and Drew McIntyre don't come for me. They could fight forever. I just don't get tired of them just going at it. You know why, Justin? Why? Big sweaty. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> that super RKO was incredible. I My pick for to win was Seth Rollins. But that is because, as you know, you talk, Beastie and Roman are my loves. My third love is set, and I've been wanting to see a replay of that cashing because it was such a great moment. So that's all I was hoping for. I didn't like somebody that wasn't advertised winning this. I didn't. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I, I want it set. I want it riddle. I even want it Drew because I'm thinking Drew is like the baby face of baby faces, and he would announce his cashing, and it would happen at Clash at the Castle. You know, like I feel like there was so many cases to make, and then you just throw this out at the very last second and just kind of like completely mess up everybody's predictions, everybody's guesses. I'm not a fan of this, and Theory is not somebody that, as of right now, as of right now, I don't believe is somebody that 
could successfully cash in against Roman Reigns. He's just not it. Right now, maybe that will change, but I just don't see it happening. Well, he, you know, I definitely think Theory is going to hold this for a while. I don't think we're going to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, at least for the next, I don't know, two years, three years, maybe. Well, he's, he's got he's got until uh, July second. It'll expire. Year. It'll be the first one to expire. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? An, an expiration <laughs> an expiration date's printed on the briefcase. Um, <laughs> it, it's gonna it, he's gonna hold it for a while. Um, you know, I, I I still can't believe. He's not it, Justin. I'm sorry, he's not it. Well, I still can't believe that Roman's gonna just hold two world titles for the like. I mean, I. I, I want there just to be one world champion, but I just I have a hard time I have, I have a hard time believing that that's just going to stay the case that they're just going to stay the course with that and I, I don't know so that's they, one they need thing. to be more clear in regards to the titles. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but even with the Usos and with Roman Reigns, are they unified? Are they two titles? If is, if Theory cashed in tomorrow, which title is he getting? Is he getting both? Like they I don't never, think they know. I don't. Think I know, they but know. they never made it clear enough, and it's just like, what's gonna happen now? Because Theory could cash in anytime. What is he going to get? Does he get both titles? Like because they never said they're unified. He's still carrying two belts. So even even with the tag championships as well, they need to be more clear about it. He's gonna hold it for a while. I will say this though. I mean, at least. Theory and Riddle, that was the right choice, at least at the ending, because that's what that's what got that's got the crowd up there. That was where the emotion was. Should have been um, Theory. It should have been Riddle and Seth. That's who should have. Okay. I wanted Riddle was my pick. I really thought. I really, I, really, I, I really thought with Riddle with the fact that Orton is out. Let's 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 take advantage of Orton being out and 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 push Riddle. The, the fans are still behind him. Um, did you change your mind when you see Theory being announced, or do you still think even with them adding Theory that Riddle was going to go all the way? I still thought it was Riddle. I said to myself, "Me too." And, Me and too. I, I thought it was going to be Seth. I scribbled to myself, "Okay, Theory's in there just to add some more heat to make right. it one more obstacle, so that way when Riddle gets it, it's that much bigger of a deal." Right, right, right. Okay, I, I, I was thinking the exact same way, but with Seth Rollins instead of, of Riddle, yeah. but I, I didn't think that. I never thought the second that they added him, it was going to change the outcome of the entire match. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you did Wrestle Rumble, if you did DraftKings, it certainly screwed with you because you have somebody that's <laughs> not even advertised. Um, right. But, uh, to, but I'll say, I've always thought this about Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is tailor-made for a heel to have the briefcase. It's yeah, a license yeah, yeah. to steal. You know, if, if Riddle wins Money in the Bank, he he has to pull like the RVD from back then. He has to almost like announce, "Hey, I'm going to challenge you on this date. I'm coming for you, bro." Otherwise, it looks too much like right. a. So I thought it was going to be the Drew McIntyre route just because of Clash of the Castle. Because I can see and tell me if I'm wrong, but couldn't you see Drew announcing it ahead of time, like his catching? Like it would have it would have happened. It would have. Yeah, I could have, but because I think it's like a foregone conclusion that Drew's going to challenge Roman at that show because of where it's at. It's like what a waste of a money in the bank. But it, it doesn't feel that way. Drew, as of right now with his booking, should not get a title shot. He shouldn't. It, that that that. It, I I yes I agree but that's not going to matter they're just going right, to Dr Drew's going to come out cut a promo but and I, say we're going to my turf I'm challenging for it and that's what it's you know right right I'm just saying I I even thought before I thought theory because my first two choices were set and riddle based on how they've been booked and people that I could believe that could cashing on Roman and maybe succeed those are the two like in this match right even Sheamus, because Sheamus did successfully catch him on Roman. Not Theory. I'm just, I'm upset at this finish. I am. But hey, that's probably the reaction that they wanted out of people. Yeah, that is. All right. A uh, ton of super chats to get to. Let's get some yeah, love out. Uh, Jim Viviano from a while ago, 499. What's up, Jim? So, SummerSlam last man standing. Uh, his main Roman Reigns up at nine and Brock out and loses at the 10 count. Theory cashes in. Commanders suck. Ah, you suck too, Jim. Um, <laughs> 
uh, no, I don't think theory cashes in. Like I said, I think it's going to take a while. I think he holds it for a while. But this is interesting. They are really billing this as the conclusion of Roman and Brock. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I mean, theory got F five off the top of the elimination chamber. Even if Brock was to beat Roman in some crazy way, he don't want to cash in on the beast either. Sure. Uh, Allison asking, did we get, did I get your money? I don't want you guys to lose it. Yes, Alan, we got the money. We just, uh, Allison, we're holding it until the right time. So she is saying, I want Riddle to win. The twins suck. I think she means the Uso twins. I didn't want them to yep. win. I don't know how one of the twins got out of jail. It's a big amount of money. Wow. You know, they, I'm not, <laughs> the personal life stuff is what it is. I mean, you know, um, she also said I would like Riddle to show he can do it without him, his match. I Thank think, you, Allison. Yeah, is she talking about Randy Orton? I don't know. I, I don't know. So. I, I I love watching Riddle. I think Riddle has really grown on me, and I and I thought he had again. He was my second choice, but that didn't happen, did it? It did not. So take another drink for that. Uh, Jeff, ninety nine cents. Jeff, I don't know if you meant to say something, but uh, thank you. Thanks, thanks for the the ninety nine cents. Um, Kevin says pairing Riddle with Orton has been genius. New star. I agree. It's Agreed. been a great rub. The yep. rub has been there. Uh, Brandon. Riddle should have won this. Triple H, Stephanie, Vince, and Pat McAfee at the UFC event tonight with Pat sporting a neck brace selling the attack after. So, yeah, apparently uh, apparently Corbin attacks Pat McAfee after they went off the air. Great. To build to their SummerSlam. <laughs> Committed. So, yeah. If he's there, if he's there wearing a neck brace, I respect. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Marvin B. saying, I think to create theory as a big star, he needs to hold it until Cody takes it from Roman and he cashed in either at WrestleMania or Raw after Mania. I could agree. I could see Cody coming back at Rumble, winning Rumble. Cody goes to Mania, maybe wins a world title. I don't know who it's from, but then that, and then theory. I mean, I could see something of that timeline. And then Cody loses it as soon as he gets it. Well, it's gonna be a fail cash in. It's gonna be. A, I'm telling you, he's not gonna succeed. You're committed to the failed cash in. I am. I'm gonna have ten shots when it happens. <laughs> oh boy. Uh Brian Barry, Cena versus Theory at SummerSlam for the briefcase. Cena wins. Let's go. Wouldn't wouldn't that be something? Cena wants to get another world title to add to that stat. And uh, wouldn't that be something? He, C- I mean <laughs> Cena already gotten smashed by Roman Reigns so many times. Do so you really think he wants that? I don't know. <laughs> I like <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think Cena's going to take a briefcase, but Cena versus Theory, I, I think, is inevitable to happen eventually. I just don't know when. Antoine Fair, $5. I think we are taking this. What is the WWE title is now when Riddle gets his shot, if it was for the Unified Championship, not individual titles. Um, yeah, again, I, I don't think that they fully know what they want to do. You know, it's like this is an interesting thing that they they're allowing Raw to take place right now without a world champion on the show, without Roman being on the show. Um, in a way, it kind Roman of Roman is there. Roman is at every show, in the eyes of every child, in my heart, he's always there. Take another sip of the Roman Kool Aid there. Uh, <laughs> Roman's not on every Raw, so it makes it does ele- it, it it did make Theory in the U.S. title elevated a little bit, and then to get a premium live event where there's no men's world title, like that's a big deal. But I just don't, I I just don't know. I just don't know if they are going to. Um, I, I I have a hard. I mean, again, I want there to be one more title, but I have a hard time seeing them just commit to that. Did you enjoy um, the pay per view tonight? Yeah, I did. Guess what? Roman wasn't there. You still enjoyed it. I did. I I don't need Roman. Yeah, I, I do. don't. I do. Well, yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Uh, Allison, <laughs> Allison says I agree with you guys. I want her to win to fight on 
that way than getting the money in the bank and then lose. Uh, I, I mean, Riddle's fine no matter what. He's still Riddle's not going to be, you know, he's not jobbing out here. Uh, he, you know, he he'll be fine. I'm I'm interested to see what his next thing is again with Orton. Being Me too. Out. Me too. Um, I, I mean, he might be. Well, I don't want to see the briefcase being put on the line, but I would assume he's going to go on a feud with Theory because those those were the last two men fighting for that briefcase at the end of the night. Yeah, maybe. Brian Barry, uh, who was the vignette about Justin? Uh, yeah, Brian, we actually agree. We think it's Edge. Uh, to, much to the much to the eye roll of um, Pisa, <laughs> but that's where we think we're at here. Uh, Allison, Siri uh, likes to. Who Siri likes to kiss Vince McMahon's butt just to get what he? I, maybe she was I, doing speeches. Maybe she meant theory. theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say she meant theory, and um, uh, then again, uh, Vince McMahon kind of handpicked him, so I think maybe the kissing go, you know, back and forth. Allison's throwing more money than uh, than the fans did at, uh, at at Carmella during her entrance, making it rain here. <laughs> Listen, that's that's amazing for Carmela. I want to walk places and people throw money at me. I would love that. Yeah, and she's got her, you know, Mela is money. She got the ring gear with all the all the yeah. all the money on it. It was it was nice. And she's she's from Pittsburgh now, kind of like Logan Paul is from Puerto Rico. She's do, you, living... do you do you accept her as a Pittsburgh citizen? Yeah, she's living here now. Yeah, her yeah, yeah. obviously she's living here now. Uh, she's 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 seeing the best of the town. Yeah, of course we accept her. She's she's wonderful. Mela is same, money. Same me, same me with Logan Paul. Mela is money. You gotta go on a night of drinking. I, I I need to see if he can drink like a Puerto Rican. Then he passes the test. <laughs> what does drink like a Puerto Rican entail? I don't know. I've been drinking all night, so. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate all you guys with us all night. Uh, the super chat rolling in. Last call for nice. the super chats. Kevin Valentine. Nice. Side note. Um, oh, is it the, the UFC fighter came out to the other UFC team? fighter. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot UFC is going on right now. Yeah, yeah. We should wrap it up so maybe we can catch the main event. All right, we'll wrap it up. Um, <laughs> big thanks to all the Super Chats. Big thanks to all of you guys that were in the chat. Uh, I know once we put the link out a few hours ago to the YouTube, where we're at now, you guys are chatting all night. So that's really cool. Um, again, thanks to all of uh, all of you guys. L- like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Do what you got to do. Tweet both of us at Justin Bar at NYC Demon Diva with a one. Uh, for the eye, let us know where in the world are you? What are you doing when you listen to the podcast? What do you like? We appreciate it. Uh, programming note: there will not be a Monday Night Raw post podcast. I repeat, there will not be a Monday Night Raw post podcast. We all just want to get our Fourth of July party on, and so we're all just going to take a night off. And we've all been working like crazy with Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank being back to back this way. Like I feel like I stream every day for the last like seven days. Yeah, and then you know, look, we got we're less than a month away from SummerSlam. I mean, we, we, there's a lot going on. So, and look, Raw on holidays, you never know. So we're all just going to take a night off. Um, join Issa and Jimmy and I on Wednesday after Dynamite, and we'll talk about whatever crazy ass things happen in the news. WB or otherwise. So um, check back with us then. But until then, be safe. Enjoy your 4th of July if you are in the United States. Issa, uh, enjoy more of the Puerto Rican life. I hope uh, the storms and everything are fine. Uh, if, if you come across Bad Bunny, take a picture, send it to me. Uh, follow my Instagram. Get me beefed up on there. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs>